Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we're back. This is John. It's Paul. And it's What If Geeks. And it is the 2nd of February. Uh, hey, after our triumphant return, we said we're going to be back every week. We're back every other week. Uh, because life sucks. Right. <laughs> so Paul and I decided as long as we can get in every other week or so, it's good enough for the 10 or 12 of you. Keep uh, keep keep watching. It'll be fun. That's right. So we... um. There were a few announcements that happened uh, since we last recorded. One really big one, which is going to kind of basically take up the bulk of what we're going to talk about. Um, and that's uh, James Gunn dropped uh, a huge announcement on the DCEU uh, as far as what's going to happen with his stuff. So I think, I mean, that's going to be a big discussion. I think the only other discussion I had on there were some thoughts on some other stuff, but, uh, or, um, the little bit, little tidbit I had on Captain America, New World Order. I mean, if you want to go over that real fast, then we can jump into the DCU. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Say. Also, same basic shit we've been doing, trying to catch up on watching everything. Uh, I was just telling Paul, I just started watching The Last of Us. And I'm only partway through the first episode, and I love it. And uh, we watched all of that 90s show, season one. And uh, that How was that. It was good. It, it was, yeah, yeah. It definitely, like you could tell, they were uh, trying to recapture the style and the camp of that '70s show. Yeah. So sometimes it was a little hokey. When I was like, yeah, they kind of over the top with how they were trying to capture the like exact same style. But yeah, although I enjoyed it. What is the so the thing I like about the seven that '70s show? is how they, I don't know, underhandedly admit that the kids smoke weed, um, right? As, the, as they do that, as the table thing spins, right? It goes person to person to person. There's vaguely sort of smoke in the background and they get sort of silly and they never say what, what is actually happening. They're not like, the kids are smoking weed, but that's what's happening. Um, is there a 90s of equivalent to that in the that 90s show yeah and ironically um it's if you think of like that 70s show if it was made in the 70s they wouldn't say that right that they would actually they wouldn't say oh you know they're doing drugs or doing whatever right right but in the 90s they would right they, they would admit it in the 90s so they, you know like, oh, yeah. as, as we uh, progressed in what was allowed on TV or whatever. You would see shows about kids doing drugs or whatever. So they straight up admit it on this one. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I feel like in the '90s we were still doing like, like there was still the episode of, uh, 
what? Okay, it was the '80s when Saved by the Bell did the episode where Jesse was on like caffeine pills or caffeine whatever. Pills, yeah, and and she got like that. That was the drug of the. I mean, that wasn't the drug of the '80s, but that was what they had her do, and that was as close I think as you could get to the line of like a kid is doing drugs. Because in the 80s, it was a sitcom of like, hey, you know, we found a cigarette in your pocket. And like, oh, that's not my jacket. Like we did that. We did that thing. Yeah. Uh, um, in the 90s, I feel still I still feel like it was either an after school special or or, you know, like the bad kid might have done drugs. It isn't until now we're like, oh, yeah, kids smoke weed. It's fine. Yeah, now it's definitely more accepted now, but um, I yeah. think in the '90s you had a little bit more of the, uh, like you said, maybe it was more of the, uh, you know, the bad kid did drugs or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a little more out in the open in this one. That's because this show is made like the show is made now where everyone, you know, weed's fine, but yeah. sure, don't kids don't do drugs. Yeah, um, <laughs> I stay in school. Um, but because it's made now, like we can talk about drugs openly on a show in prime time on the whatever the CW or whatever that whatever channel that shows on, um, or is it Fox? And it's cool. We, yeah, I think we watched it on streaming. It's streaming somewhere. I forget where now. Oh, it's streaming on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Um, okay. And so, like now, it's fine to talk about. Um, yeah. So. so. But it, overall, it was good though. It, it was fun to see you know the characters coming back and whatever. Yeah, you got a lot of cameos and this and that, but it, it was a fun take on it. Uh, so yeah, it, it's worth a watch. It was one season; it was a handful of episodes. Sure, there'll be a season two at some point, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, and well, what have you been doing? You've been watching Wednesday still, right? Yep. Um, I watched some episode I go to Seattle for work so I watched some on the flight out I watched some on the flight back um I am through episode seven finished episode seven so I've got just the finale left um and I small spoiler alert they got me I didn't I I kept thinking like all right it's it's you it's you it's you I never saw who I who it turns out to be I had no idea yeah yeah, so yeah, when you finish, we'll uh, maybe we'll do a review of it. I'll, yeah, I'll recap it myself and make notes, and then we can do a review of it. Yeah, yeah, and like everything else we do, it'll be a month and a half late, so it'd be great. All right, so on to news. Um, one big thing I read because obviously now we you know we're getting into the new year. There's so much stuff that's coming out this year, like we talked about two weeks ago, that I'm excited for. Um, that ironically I forgot was coming out this year like you know you've got um Ant man and the wasp we know is coming out this month um i think it's either this month or april that that uh the x-men 97 cartoon comes out on disney plus mm-hmm. it's this year i gotta, gotta I have to look it up i was excited for that so i gotta go back and start watching the uh the x-men 93 cartoon so i can catch up a little bit uh because i used to love that one when i was younger oh yeah that was super good yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a handful of other stuff that's coming out, but one uh, thing I read, Captain America New World Order uh, is the, the next Captain America movie. It's going to have uh, Anthony Mackie back as Sam, as the new Cap, right? But uh, one, 
they've changed out um, the guy that was playing Thunderbolt Ross, and now it's going to be Harrison Ford. And apparently he's right. going to be in the movie. Cool. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the big bad, but he's probably going to be some type of antagonist against Cap, yeah. uh, which we also know that they're making a Thunderbolts movie and Thunderbolt Ross is not initially connected to them, but later on in the comics he is. So it would make sense with the MCU being what it is to build the superhero team immediately based on his name and, and kind of go from there. So uh, there's been pictures of that coming out. So I'm looking forward to that one. But uh, it's going to be Harrison Ford. He's supposed to start here and then work his way into the rest of the MCU. Uh, so it was the first announcement I saw. And then um, just today, I saw that a few other people joined. Uh, one, Carl Lumbly was already signed on to play Isaiah Bradley. And he was uh, the, the black man who was Captain America for a while. Uh, when you remember the yep. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series, he was in that. Yep. Uh, so he's coming back, which is cool, which probably means we're going to get his grandson. Because yeah. so, yeah, he'll wind up becoming Patriot at some point. Who knows if it's going to be in the right. movie. In the, young, in, the young, in the either the Young Avengers or, or whatever they're doing, movie or show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping for that. And then, uh, interesting, um, kind of embracing some other parts of the uh, extended MCU, Tim Blake Nelson is coming back as the leader, which you remember he was in the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk movie. Mm -hmm. And at the very end, you kind of saw his head starting to distort and then you didn't hear anything else about him. They've already brought in Abomination in a few different spots. So to go back and get other characters from that movie is kind of cool. Yeah. Then um, an actress, Shira Haas, I don't think I've ever heard of her before, but she's playing Sabra, and I remember seeing her. She's a mutant Jewish-Israeli superhero. She's kind of like their version of Captain America. She's like their country's hero. Okay. I've seen little news articles about her coming to the MCU, whether or not people like that or not. Who the hell knows? I don't know. There's, there's good and bad articles on it. So I don't know. I've only seen her briefly in the comics years and years ago, so I don't really know much about the character. But I also like the idea of, like, okay, you have, like, maybe other versions of people who took the Super Soldier Serum, you know, right. like Cap, and obviously Sam hasn't, but you've got Cap took it, maybe this person took it. You know, you got Red Guardian. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chumbacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Out there yep. for Black Widow. I like the idea of having other versions of these soldiers running around. Yeah, other, other nations get their sort of, here's our hero. Yeah, and that could be what the New World Order is, is you know, good and bad versions of super soldiers running around. But it's another one that's kind of shaping up into something different. And you'd, you'd assume that the hero sort of takes on some of the characteristics of the country, right? And so, or at least the ideals of the country, right? So, so the ideals of America are what's behind Captain America. Maybe... You know, the Israeli is more interested in defense of their nation, right? Because they're surrounded by Arab states that want them eliminated. So that character is more more based on sort of defending their homeland. Um, and that's an interesting interplay because if there's, I don't know, an Arab version or something else, how that interaction would be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be fun. So, yeah, and uh, after, when we get done, we can kind of talk about our thoughts on some of the other stuff that Marvel's been talking about. But um, on to our biggest one, DCEU. Holy shit. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, quote Dwayne Johnson here when, uh, <laughs> when he announced Black Adam and he said, the hierarchy of the DCEU is about to change. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he was not wrong. James Gunn and uh, what's his face? The other guy came in, and uh, now they're all fired. Everybody's gone. So there was a there was a post on I can't remember whose Instagram it was or someone's social media, and it had a picture of the Justice League cast, and everyone was like, it was a colored photo um, that someone had made black and white, and only Jason Momoa was was still in color, and it said "Last One Standing." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to change this up a little bit. So, boop, there you go. Look at that. There. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's not that one, but yeah, that's it'll be good for this conversation. Uh, yeah. So, wow. Uh, so they announced um, James Gunn, and I didn't write the other guy's name down. Uh, he was in the article I was just reading, and now I don't know where the hell it went. Uh, let's see, see, see. Hang on. Nope. It's all about the interview with James Gunn. Well, it's James Gunn and another guy are doing <laughs> Peter Safran. There it is. James Gunn and Peter Safran are taking over DCU films and TV shows, right? So they're essentially going to be the Kevin Feige. Like we've been saying for the last three years, we've been doing this fucking podcast. They need to do this. They, they need to go this route. Yep. So they finally decide, okay, we're going to do this. Gunn just came out in an interview and that's a win for us, by the way. Let's claim that. Let's claim that as a win. That's that's our win. Yeah. We've said, hey, you guys need a Kevin Feige. You need you need one person. We said one person, but two people's fine um, to yeah, oversee the whole thing. So we're going to claim that as a win. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah, the, that, that's a what if geeks. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome. We've done nothing else in three years, but we got this one. We did this. So he comes out and he uh, said that he is co-CEO, the co-CEO of DC Studios, and he outlined about a dozen projects that are coming up for the first chapter. 
And the first chapter is dubbed Gods and Monsters, which I remember that being a, a run, a, a story arc in there somewhere too. So that's kind of cool. It was, it was uh, a DCEU animated movie. Um, and I don't know if it was a comic run or not. I'm pretty sure it was because before the animated movie, I remember hearing the term, and then there's actually uh, a couple of comic shops down here in Florida named Gods and Monsters, and they got it. Out yeah. Of yeah. Gods and Mon- so according to Wikipedia, Gods and Monsters is a 2015 American animated superhero film and the 23rd film of the DC Universe animated original movies. Cast, uh, career reception, tie-in media, and then a comic book series. Um, and it's it's interesting, like it's a cool name because if you think about if you think about their power, I mean they are godlike, right? I mean that was the the way that the the difference I think between the Justice League movie, either the first version or or the um, Snyder cut, they're all even Batman, they're all godlike, and Marvel made the Avengers all very real and, and, and very human seeming, right? Even Thor and Hulk who have godlike powers um, and Thor's a god, they're, but they're very human in how they act and react and um, they seem more approachable than Superman, Batman, et cetera. Um, so they're treated that way. Yeah, the, it's yeah. difference has been brought up a couple of times whenever they have the crossovers, like they had the JLA Avengers crossovers a couple of times, yep. the one that ended in the Amalgam universe too. And they bring it up in there where um, the, the Marvel characters are saying how the superheroes of the DC universe act like they're above everybody else and they're gods and this and that. And the DC heroes are like, why aren't you people doing more to, you know, so there's yeah. that, difference in the two ideologies of the companies and they talk about it in those series which is kind of cool yeah and and the plot of gods and monsters is like there's an alternate universe of a batman a superman a wonder woman under sort of different names and they're brutal like they are they keep law and order if you will by like just straight killing people um so it's interesting that that's the title of chapter one yeah, yeah. So um, now out of those, there's a, a handful of things that they've announced, and we'll go through each one. <clears throat> we can skip these next two lines because I kind of fleshed it out more beneath that. The first one, which is going to be the start of the DCEU, is called Superman Legacy, and that's already got a date of uh, July 11th, 2025. So it's a ways off, but I mean, they just got hired on, so we got to give them time to work. Uh, but Gunn said this isn't an origin story, so you, I guess you're not going to get a Superman origin story, which is cool. We don't need it. I mean, right? We know it. It's like they did with Spider-Man and with the last Batman. They kind of glossed over it. You kind of get an idea of what was going on, but we've seen it all before. But basically, he said uh, this is Superman dealing with the differences between his or trying to get comfortable with both his Kryptonian heritage and his human upbringing. And he said, what I really liked in this, uh, which was different than the Man of Steel 
This is what we said sh he should be. He said, Superman is kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned. Okay. And we said that after Man of Steel, where um, they jumped right into Batman versus Superman, and they killed him, and there wasn't enough time for Superman to become the true Superman that he's supposed to be. Right. So I like this. I hope that they let him be Superman and be that embodiment of truth, justice, all that. Yep. And kindness and go forward for a while like that. And and here's what will also be interesting. I assume that none of the things in the Snyderverse slash Justice League movie uh, have anything to do with Superman dying um, or anything like they that just won't be a thing. Right. So from what I've read and heard Gunn say, the only thing it's going to stay from the previous iteration of the DCU would be Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, I think the Suicide Squad, actually definitely the Suicide Squad because it's something he says later. And uh, I would assume Peacemaker as well because it's something else he said in this interview. So the two things he made and then stay, right. Aquaman stay. So, I mean, that's fine to me. I'm You might... Yeah. Well, because we've complained about how they handled the DCU from the beginning. If they had, yeah. if they had taken their time and done it properly, they could have told all those stories mm -hmm. by now. Not right. not even by now, but in the next couple of years, they could have hit that uh, Batman, Superman, Justice League, fight Doomsday. Yep. They should have built up to it more. So I'm glad that they're going to reset some of that shit. Um, and I wonder if we get sort of Superman, you know, are, are we are we getting year one Superman? Are we getting, you know, Superman's been at it for a while, so he's got a legacy, not the legacy yet, but like he's got a, a history and a and he's built some credibility. I wonder if we're gonna right, you start at year one and you watch it play out, or you you just come into the story sort of midway through a career. Um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, because this thing's saying it's scrolling, fucker. This this saying that it's uh, balancing Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing, uh, embodiment of truth, justice, and American way, kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned, and that's all it says. Yeah. So, but it says it's not an origin story. So, I wouldn't mind seeing. A younger Superman, but maybe he's been at it for a little while. Yeah, you know, like like you said, maybe year one, maybe kind of like what they did with Pattinson's Batman. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's at it for right. a while, but he's still new. Yeah. You know, still learning shit. Uh, that would be cool. And the thing about the Superman story is interesting in in a lot of ways. I, I think we've said this before. They've made Superman in, in various comic iterations so powerful, even in the movies, so powerful that the interesting parts of Superman are the things he can't do or or the the weak right crypto kryptonite, um, some of the weakness things. Um but when you're that powerful and, you know, someone com- like you could knock out half a world in an eye blink if you wanted to. And and with that level of strength and power and all the stuff. You just having someone placed under arrest and not ripping them in half shows remarkable restraint and and a level of kindness where even in a world where people are like, you're weak, like. Really, you're going to call Superman out as being weak, um, right. just because he's kind or nice or however you want to phrase it. Um, that'll be interesting if they if they really dig into that. Otherwise, it just becomes action movie, and we've seen that before. So you have to deal with the um, I can I can catch a plane in midair, and I can save a right sinking cruise ship if I wanted to with and just lift it out of the water. That's cool, but I can't stop you know, some kinds of abuse and things happen and trafficking and all the terrible things that happen in the world that Superman can't stop um, would be an interesting way to dive in. I'm not sure if that's what people want to see. That's what I would want to see. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I would definitely love to see. Well, all right. So like when we were growing up, there was a time where like Superman was like throwing fucking planets and moons and shit. Right. Which is why they did the whole death of Superman thing and killed him with Doomsday because they had to basically put a reset on the character because he was getting too... They would just write up new powers for, like, whatever. Like There was one where he was, like, shooting little Supermans out of his hand and shit. You yeah. know? Like, there were, like, all kinds of weird powers that he had yeah. just to, to tell a story. And yep. it got so convoluted that they were like, no, we got to take him back to the basic powers. Um, I'd like to see them keep yeah, I mean, not. I mean, he should be powerful. He's Superman, but you do you know? Do your standard powers keep the story somewhat grounded because he's trying to develop a name for himself? Maybe, uh, maybe some of the world knows about him, or that he's a rumor, and they're just starting to learn about him. That would be fun. Yeah. And see, as he's doing all these good things, because now he's also in a world like it says, eh, they probably think he's kind of hokey. Uh, to paraphrase Captain America said in Avengers, when you know he's like in the Stars and Stripes of the World of Fashion, and uh, what's his face Coulson's like the world could use a little old fashioned right now. Yeah, I mean you know it's not wrong. The world could use Superman right now. I mean especially the world we're in right now, it's kind of fucked up. But yeah, you could use the Superman. You know somebody who's just going to be like, no, I'm good because I'm good. Period. Right. Right. And let him you know, but you know. For the love of God, James Gunn, no cellophane S off the chest, okay? Let's, <laughs> right. Do that with, let's, let's not do that. Yeah. But uh, I'd love to see, like you said, 
show how he has to restrain himself from hurting people. You know, where um, you catch little glimpses of it in some of the other movies where you can show how powerful he is in simple things like um, the Superman Returns with Brandon Routh when the guy shoots him almost point blank and it literally bounces off, bounces his, off his eyeball. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that scene was awesome. Or the one in um, uh, Justice when they bring him back to life, right? With, uh, mm-hmm. Henry Cavill. And when Flash, fastest man alive, is running and he just it's, looks, looks yeah. just to show you how fast he is too. Like those little things. Yeah. If, if Dunn uses shit like that to show just how powerful he is and then you realize how much he's really holding back and let that build up, <clears throat> you can deal with Luther, deal with whatever, the first movie, you know what I mean? And then like your sequel, you bring in something like Brainiac, uh-huh. you know? but for the love of God, you got to bring in Brainiac at some point because <laughs> like nobody's done him yet. You know, yep. that's the animated shit, the animated shit, he's awesome. Bring him in. Bring in a threat where Superman or uh, not Darkseid, but um, like Magog or whatever, like one of the other guys is really really powerful, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and somebody who he's got to unleash on, you know, and that would be cool. You know, yeah. Go up to where you're showing him restraint, and then in the sequel, give him somebody who like he's got to really fucking go all out on, and maybe barely win. Then after that, after you've built up the, you know, you're in your phase two or three. Now bring in your Justice League. Let right. him, now you have a threat where he can't handle it by himself, and he needs help. You know. You can build that up within between this movie and the next one of him learning how to be Superman in this world yeah. and how he has to deal with threats from off of this world. And, and asking for, he, he needs to ask for help and that should be hard for him, right? Because he's Superman. Because he's Superman, he's used to doing it and he, yeah. he realizes I can't be everywhere at once. I have to do, you know, so that would be cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so one uh, personal um, personal thing between the two of us. What I wanted Henry Cavill to come back. And yep. obviously that's written out. So Spitball, you have any ideas of who you might want to fucking play? I would love for them to shock you and actually have Cavill come back. But, you know, just have it like be a ruse. Yeah. Um, Cavill, who the fuck do you get to play Superman? I think, I don't know, sort of complete unknown. Somebody we've never heard of is fine. Um, we didn't, we've never heard of Gal Gadot before. She was uh, Wonder Woman. Um, so, somebody like that. Um, this is a this is a pretty huge deal. It's a huge role for someone to get. Yeah. Um, But I, I agree with you. I think the the big three should be more unknown actors. You yeah. can sprinkle in well-known actors into some of the other roles, but you don't want to lose these major characters in an actor. You, you, you know what I mean? Right. Rather, I'd rather it be somebody we don't know. All right, we'll, we'll see. 
We'll go two years. We'll find out. Uh, next one, Batman, the Brave and the Bold. And when I first heard this, I, all I saw was it's Batman and Robin. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I went and I read that article. And it's actually, it is Batman and Robin. But it's Bruce Wayne meeting and taking in his son, Damian Wayne, who in the comics was uh, raised by Talia al Ghul, right? Raish al Ghul's yep. daughter. So he is Raish al Ghul's grandson. He's been raised as an assassin. And they did the whole Batman and Robin story with them where they brought Damien over and Damien's he, he's a killer. And Batman's yep. like, you know, he, he didn't know about him the first eight to ten years of his life. And now he takes him in to try to be a father to him and to uh, teach him how to be Robin instead of being this killer. And literally in the in the description on this article, James Gunn says, uh, you know, he hasn't known about his son in you know, the first eight, ten years of his life. And uh, it's, so he brings him into the life, and that's his whole story. Uh, and he goes, it's, uh, it's our favorite Robin, who's Damian Wayne, and he's a little son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's a, uh, I don't know, Brave and Bold is, the, that comic was it started as as different sort of one-off sci-fi stories and whatever but it ultimately became we're going to partner someone with batman for a couple episodes or a couple issues you know that was the thing like you threw together batman and aquaman batman and green lantern batman and plastic man whatever yeah um, it was it was the like throw somebody in there with batman for for an issue or two or or a story arc um and this is cool that they've done this in some animated movies, um, uh, the Batman and Robin animated movie, right? But yeah, the story of Batman and Damian Wayne, I think is really cool. Um, yeah, and really so cool. we're getting a new Batman, um, which is going to be interesting. Um, and he had, the way this would have to work is he would have had to have been Batman for a, for a bit um, to have come up against Rachel Ghoul to meet his daughter, right? Um, it, it's not Batman, it's not a Batman year one story. Um, so we're gonna cast a new Batman. That's also interesting. While we were while we were talking about this and you were doing the intro, I just Googled who should be the new Superman. Um, there's a bunch of actors on this list. Uh, this is from the direct.com. Okay. Uh, and some of them I know, and then I got to, and I'm like, dude, it ha it should be Glenn Powell from Top Gun Maverick, who was Hangman. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, that should be him. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. But, uh, yeah, this Batman Brave and the Bold. I I, I like this because I I was getting out of reading. Um, most comics by the time Damian Wayne came around. So yeah, I'd seen him and I'd read a few things with him in it. But yeah, in the beginning, I, I read that beginning part of him being this little shit that was constantly yep. paying the ass to Batman. But yeah. then I saw that he was Robin and then I saw how he had become like one of the best Robins. You know, like he actually started to embrace what the father was teaching him and everything. Yep. 
And so I, I started to really uh, respect what they did with the character. Yeah. As far as the contradiction between how he was raised and what he wanted to be, you know, and be more like his father. And so I think that I think it'll be cool. I want to see what they're going to do. Um, I'm hoping that's another movie. I think that's what I read. Uh, the, here's what should happen in this movie. And I, there's not enough info on it, obviously, right? He just came out with the title. Yeah. But here's what the, the one of the coolest parts of both the comic series where this happens and the animated movie is the relationship between Damian Wayne as Robin and Nightwing. Yeah. Because Damian Wayne is like, he's my actual father. He's not your father. And Nightwing's always been like the heir apparent and the most thing like a father figure he, he Dick Grayson ever had. And so Grayson starts as Robin as a kid, right? And then becomes a, a grown man and goes out on his own, becomes Nightwing, does the whole thing, moves, new city. Um, but Damien comes in and they've, they fight and it's, it's not a, like, Nightwing sort of edges him out, but not by a lot because um, yeah. the kid was raised by the League of Assassins. And, um, but Damien just talks so much shit that Nightwing almost can't stand it. And, and he just wants to pummel him, but he's like, you know, he's my mentor's kid and we have a strained relationship I get, but like, I'm not, you know, I can't knock his kid out. Um, and, and Damien keeps calling him soft and all these other things. And, and like, you're not as, you know, you're not my father and you're not as good as him and you don't deserve the, the, the mantle of Batman and all the stuff. Um, Cause in the series comic series, Batman and Robin Nightwing takes over as Batman. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, and it's that that interaction's great. So I hope in this movie there's a Nightwing. I hope so. I'd love to see it. And again, we're jumping kind of in the middle of some of this shit, but there's room to make these movies where you're telling these stories that are more for the fans mm -hmm. than they are for just people who don't know. And you're gonna make your money. Um I just I wanna well, see how you do it. And we'll get into this in a second because there are some things on here on this list that are out there, man. Like we'll we'll get to it in a second, but you're gonna make a swamp thing movie and you're gonna make the authority and you're gonna make creature commandos. Like you are we're digging into the the B and C list. Oh yeah. Of, or the D list of DC at the beginning. You're not even waiting as long as Marvel did to bring out Shang-Chi and and right. Right. Moon Knight and, and all the stuff. Right, yeah. But on the flip side of that, though, with someone like Gunn, this list made perfect sense to me. With, with his creativity and his knowledge of all this shit, for him to take, here's a handful of stuff that everybody knows, and I'm going to pepper in a bunch of shit you don't know, and yeah. then I'm going to build this world. It makes sense coming from him that he would do this you know uh so speaking of all right so now you have a wonder woman series uh it's a series and gal gadot is not coming back uh which somewhat disappointing because i you know i said in the beginning when they first signed her on that i didn't think she'd make a good wonder woman she grew on me 
Um, but uh, the series is Paradise Lost, and basically he's described it as like a Game of Thrones type of series that's more about the politics on Themyscira and how this whole all-woman island works. So I'm like, all right, I'm just, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Um, I'm going to try not to be gross and say like, yeah, let's see it. Um, all-woman Themyscira Game of Thrones? Hey. <laughs> um, What's the rating? So yeah. Uh, I'm. I want all this stuff to work. I love DC. Like I'm a DC guy. I want it all to work. Um, it's. It'll be interesting to watch, a show set on Themyscira that doesn't have Wonder Woman in it. I said the same thing about, Gotham that was on Fox, which was the the Commissioner Gordon James Gordon show before he becomes Commissioner and yeah. Batman as a kid. Um, Bruce Wayne as a kid um, I was like I'm not watching a Batman show with no Batman in it and then I watched a couple and I'm like alright I'm, I'm, I can be kind of into this the show wasn't bad and then but eventually what happened they wound up where the kid starts to become Batman anyway so, yeah. so you can't because eventually four seasons in you're like what do we, we got to do something because the kid's getting older and so the kids get you're already establishing his rogues gallery as active so right do something so i don't know what they're going to do here but i mean if they just do a series about the mascara it could be fun it could be interesting a lot of those shows that have the uh the more political is backdrop or whatever people like them more of a drama kind of thing you know yeah uh, who knows hey. how they don't interfere with the world of man yeah the world of man away from themselves that could be fun. We've also we've also seen this out of the Marvel universe, and we've seen it out of the Star Wars universe. Is that you can do it if you are good enough at telling stories, and I think James Gunn is. Then you've got this incredible sort of playground of things of characters you can bring in and ways to tell stories, and you can tell different kinds of stories, right? So you've got a Western, essentially a Western show in the Star Wars universe through the Mandalorian. You've got a kind of a crime boss show with Book of Boba Fett. You've got, um, we've had a buddy show with Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've had um, this sort of retro TV thing in WandaVision. So you can do a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is that. This is, we're going to kind of make a Game of Thrones style show dealing with this universe and We've got the, the the canvas and the paints and the things to do it. So let's make this kind of show here and we'll make, you know, who knows when we get to lanterns, like what is that? A, that's kind of a cop show, right? Because that's what the guardians of, of Oa. The, Oa are. That's what the, the Green Lantern Corps, I'm sorry, not the guardians. That's what the Green Lantern Corps is. They're essentially cops yeah. assigned to different sectors. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, yeah so I mean, this should be good. Um... All right, next, Swamp Thing, which, again, like you said, you, you're starting to pull out. Yeah. You know, they were making a Swamp Thing already, or they, I, I know they tried it. They tried it a few times. I know there was one back when we were younger, 
there was this one thing movie i think it had a a movie when we were younger and then they just tried they made one or they made a couple episodes of one a few years ago or maybe two years ago i forget it wasn't too long ago but i swear they made one and then it just kind of fell off because of the whole change one thing 1982 directed by wes craven um stars lewis jordan adrian barbeau who was uh she was on maud she was the daughter on maud um she was huge in like horror and all kinds yeah of um i'm looking at the i'm looking at the imdb page for it i don't see anybody else in here i recognize um so so we've done this thing but that felt like a that felt like a weird thing then um, it feels like a weird thing now, but I guess if you're doing sort of a ecological, because the whole, you know, something sort of a, a story about the ecology and and nature and whatever, and yeah, that's probably what we're doing here. Yeah, which could be cool in today's day and age. Yeah. Um, and it's possibly being directed by uh, James Mangold, who directed Logan, which... Okay. Interesting. I mean, I I don't remember anything else he's done. I just I know I loved Logan, so yeah. you, you at least got me interested. Yeah. Um, Booster Gold. Here we go again with the yeah. out of left field. Uh, the only thing I knew about Booster Gold back in the day was that he was always hanging around Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When I was back when Blue Beetle was Ted Cord, and he wasn't the kid with the scarab, right? Uh, which yeah. is the movie they were just making not too long ago, which was actually the kid. But I think Ted Cord was still in it. Uh, Ted Cord. Is that movie done now? Is that is the Blue Beetle movie done? I think it's done. I like, saw have it. they stopped it? Oh, I they stopped I, it? I, is it coming out? I, I, I have no idea. Uh, we'll have to Google that. Um, yeah. But I know that Booster Gold is just some loser dude from the future who steals some time travel technology and some future tech and travels back in time to the age of heroes, which is like Superman and all those guys, to become a superhero himself. And yeah. he gets found out, but he still helps out with the Justice League. And he's on like, like one of the lower Justice Leagues, like Justice League Europe or whatever. You know, he's like with all these yeah. other guys, but he's always hanging around with Blue Beetle. Uh, so it could yeah. be a he's got, he's got like a, a, a Legion flight ring and a something else and can shoot some beams of something. But yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, and because he's from the future, 25th century, something like that, like he has a knowledge and he's got this little, I don't know, robot thingy, like a, then they, they call it a valet unit that named Skeets that travels with him and like tells him, Oh, this is the right, this is going to happen because the thing has downloaded all of 20th and 21st century history, right? So, so it, helps. It, it tells him what's going to happen, yeah, yeah. So you can be a hero, 
so I, I think this this could be a fun one. You know, it's cool. almost kind of like um, a modern day greatest American hero. Yeah, right. right? Where, like, he's just he's kind of out of his element, but he's going to try right. it. You know, yep. what he really wants to do. And uh, now the biggest rumor now is that, or well, after they announced this, immediately all the fans took to the internet and said, "We want Chris Pratt to play Booster Gold." And it's huge. Like there's a huge like upswell of fans wanting Chris Pratt to play Booster Gold. Looking at him, looking at like his personality and his style and the movies and everything. I mean, just picture Star Lord, right? Mm-hmm. It's perfect for the role. Now, the big thing there, the I guess the thing that could give the fans hope in this is that after Guardians 3 this year, Guardians is done. James Gunn is gone over to here. He has history with James Gunn. And yep. Gunn specifically said he wants to bring Pratt into his DCU somewhere. So, duh, you know, basically kind of like one of those. He might as well just have winked right at his Twitter account. Right, right. Like, yeah, I want to bring him in somewhere. So I think Chris Pratt's going to play him, which I think would be a perfect fit. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, and that was, and that was definitely something that I was looking forward to. Now that I've read about it, uh, and then on to the Lanterns series, uh, the Green Lantern. Um, I like the fact that they're going to make this a series and because they don't need to do just all movies, right? So you have yep. a series that you're going to do. Um, I also like that there's so many fucking Green Lanterns out there. You can touch on them throughout the series. You know, you can yep. introduce little, like, other Green Lanterns from other sectors and everything. Explain how it's a whole Green Lantern core like police, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they're centering on Hal Jordan and John Stewart, who are the Green Lanterns from Earth and this whole sector, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I like about that is that whenever they talk about the Green Lantern, uh, one, Hal, Hal Jordan is the Green Lantern we grew up with, right? He was the first one that we knew of. Go back into the 50s and 60s and you had a Green Lantern that was like completely different than what was going on here. Yep. But um, Hal Jordan was the first one that we knew of. Alien crashes down, gives him the ring as he's dying, right? That whole story. John Stewart came later mm-hmm. and I forget exactly what story he took over. I think Hal Jordan had to leave Earth or something or whatever and John Stewart took over. So John Stewart was a black man who was Green Lantern for Earth and this sector. Yep. Every time recently people talk about Green Lantern, they all want to see John Stewart. Uh, in one of the animated series, he was the only Green Lantern they referred to you know, or they referenced, and he showed up there. They yep. really didn't talk about Hal Jordan at all, which was cool right. there too. I like that they the, referenced both the, of them. The two. That's the, the the Justice League animated series. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, it started it started with the seven of them, right? Hawk Girl, not yeah. Hawkman, Hawk Girl. Mm-hmm. Um and and then it became like Justice League Unlimited. It had all uh, the- yeah, like 
hundreds of them. Um, Half the shit behind me plus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that one was John Stewart, and no no mention of Hal Jordan. Like Hal did not exist. Yeah, and and which for me was fine because uh, there, like you had diversity and whatever. We've had this conversation time and again on this podcast about doing diversity just for the sake of doing diversity. That to me, you weren't doing that. It was, it was making a diverse cast, right? But mm-hmm. it was a diverse cast out of established characters that have been there. Like, right. like, all right, well, this right now, this story that we're telling is John Stewart. It wasn't like we're just going to replace somebody and put somebody else in there. The thing right. I like about this is because everybody kept crying that they only wanted to see John Stewart and nobody else. I like that this is going to be both of them because for me, for these stories, we've said it before stop letting the whole race and gender thing get in the way of good storytelling. You have these two who work together time and again in the comics and respect each other and help each other take care of this sector. Let them do it. Tell that story. That's what I want to see. I think it'd be really cool to see that story. Because it's a big sector. Um, More than one. The other thing is, like, this character, if you get the ring, you are Green Lantern. Like, there is no one Green, like, Guy Gardner was a Green Lantern. Kyle Rayner was a Green Lantern. There's a a guy named, uh, I think current comics have a guy named Baz something. There's a, there's an Arab, person of Arab descent who's a woman who's a Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's there's a Green Lantern that's an entire planet. Um, there's a Green Lantern that's a squirrel. There's a Green Lantern that's an eyeball. Like, Kilowog yeah. is a Green... Like, there are other sentient beings that are Green Lanterns. There are four or five humans that are Green Lanterns. Like, um, it would be it would be really cool to see, like, them in the, I don't know, the Academy or whatever, as they train to be a Green Lantern. And then, you know, you're sent on... You're sent to your sector, and then there's there's you know Guy Gardner in there somewhere, and right the the planet one and the eyeball one and the carrot one, um, like just those sort of references would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see it. Just yeah, you know, like I said, I just I want to see them tell the stories. I, I don't want them to focus on it. And this was a good sign to me. Like, don't focus on any of the you know, woke or any other kind of message bullshit, tell me a story. And having both of them there to represent the Green Lantern core is cool for me. Because right? for me, I've, I watched both of them. I watched Hal Jordan in the comics, and I watched Jon Stewart in the animated series, and I love them both. Yeah. So not having to pick is cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we get on to the authority. The authority, which is wild. That, this is an interesting one. So these guys were Wildstorm comics before they folded into DC. Yep. And I remember reading a couple of them. So I, my, I'm not the authority on the authority. Uh, <laughs> my knowledge on them is not that great. I know that they are, they're heroes, but they're heroes that say. You can't solve the world's problems by just 
being black and white and just being good. Yeah, you, yep. you have to do it with a little bit of an attitude. Yeah. And so but, basically, like, you know, they don't they don't agree with the whole Superman truth justice or whatever. You know, they believe yeah. they're punching you in your teeth. It was the so Wildstorm was the Jim Lee comic, like he left and did his own comic book uh, yes. company, um, because in the '90s everybody did that, um, yeah. and then they got bought up by. D- and, and so they're here at, like the whole Wildstorm thing. They had to be a little bit more over the top. Um, everybody was drawn in that Jim Lee sort of giant muscle style. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, like, I don't know, there, there were one or two of those titles that I, that I got back then, but the authority was not one of them. And so when I saw it, I had to Google it. Um, and I read about them on Wikipedia cause I didn't know who they were. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like the idea that in the same universe, you will have Superman, the epitome of kindness and goodness and justice. And then you'll have these guys that are like, that's cool for him. We have to do this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And it'd be cool to see eventually them cross paths. Right. Because I've seen the whole like Justice League versus the Authority thing or that that one I saw, so yeah. it it can be fun and yeah they're more realistic, yeah. So it's almost like uh, when I first saw them, I was like, oh okay, it's kind of like the boys, but they're not the boys. They're right. they got that edge, but they're actually good, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it can be fun. Uh, and Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only thing I said on this, good, good. My, I think about Supergirl the way I think about Batgirl and Batwoman. Like, you start with them being lesser, lesser versions of the male hero, right? And that's Just how that was, they were when we grew up. That was their start. Well, and, right, and that I, I should say it that way. They were started as we have Superman and we have Batman, and we have tween to teenage boys who read these things, and we want to make a product for others. And so we will take what we know and make it a girl, and we will take what we know and make it a girl. And and so they they had a Batgirl and a Supergirl so that girls would read comic books. Cool. Except all you did was take. Superman, that's this is this is how they got started. I'm I'm yeah. not saying this is a good thing. You took Superman and you made the female equivalent, but you made her less powerful. You took Batman and you made a female version and you made her less powerful. Yeah. Um, which is why Wonder Woman, right? But, but Wonder Woman is her own thing and powerful in her own always was. Um, and and so you. In the Supergirl show that was on the CW, which was really good, mm-hmm. um, they didn't, they they almost never had a Superman because they did they didn't want there to be a stronger character. Yeah. Great, that show was really well done. Um, Batwoman had to exist in in a 
CW universe where there was no Batman so that there couldn't be, right? She couldn't be rescued. Um, again, fine. That show didn't make it very long. Um, but I will, I will be interested to see if they do Supergirl that way. And, and if there's no Superman to, to not have to come rescue her. Cause I don't think that's what they're looking for here. They're not trying to make her lesser than, which is fine. Like, Make, no, her, make her powerful as well. I'll read to you what he said here, but first I want to, um, after the version that we grew up with, right, uh, it was maybe, God, it's 2023 now, maybe 15, 20 years ago, there was, uh, when they did like all, like they, they revamped, Marvel's revamped their universe, DC's revamped their universe probably at least a dozen times in, just in the time we've been reading. Um, I don't remember if it was the New 52 or if it was one of those. I want to say it was the New 52 version. But they told the whole story, you know, the origin story of Superman again. You know, he comes out of the rocket as a baby. But they show right after they launch him in the rocket, they send Kara after him. She's his older cousin. And they send her after him to look after him, but mm -hmm. her rocket gets knocked off course and right. he's floating around for years until Superman, she's still stuck in that cryogenic chamber. Right. And she's like 16, 17, right? Yep. He grows up, becomes Superman, this whole thing, and then she finally crashes on Earth. So now mm -hmm. she's actually younger than he is. And she's impulsive, and she because and she's conflicted because she's the one that was supposed to be here to watch out for him. Yep. And so the that version of the character, the story that they told with that character, was so much better than what we grew up with, where it was just a weaker version. Right. She wasn't necessarily weaker. She was younger, so she wasn't as powerful. She wasn't on Earth as long as him, so she wasn't always right. powerful. But the the detail and the character that they built into her in that version was really cool. Yeah. So now I read this and it says um, it's based on Tom King's comic book series that came out just last year. So I didn't read that. Um, it's a very different type of Supergirl. In this series, we see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time as an infant, versus Supergirl who was raised on a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. And then wow. came to Earth when she was a young girl and is much more hardcore. She's yeah. not exactly the Supergirl we used to. Cool. So, yeah, I, I, I'm all for that one. I yep. think that should be... That's how, you, that's how you do it and not make her lesser than. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm really, yeah, like you said, I'm really tired of that. Like, right. we've seen it. Like, we grew up with it. Now, like you said, was it right? No. Was it a product of the times? Yeah. That's how they, it was just marketing to try to get. And, and I, I think every previous Supergirl version, it, so many of these things are drawn by men. And and that's where you get into some of this stuff. And so so there's been Supergirls with like super short skirts. Um, that there was a there was an era where she had a white 
shirt with this with the s logo but it was like cut right. off oh yeah, like, yeah cut off midriff right total midriff and then and then a short skirt um we've done we've done all of those things where you're like okay but like why would you why would you dress like like right that's what that's what adolescent boys wanted to see out of female characters in comic books and that doesn't i'm not saying it's okay that's what happened and 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 when you do that you make her sort of lesser than or or an object um and that's why the cw supergirl was really cool at some point they, they even stopped that. the skirt that's why i liked her because it was yeah. a more realistic outfit right um and uh yeah, and it was it was really well done, and I, and that story sounds really cool. Like I'm I'm here for that. And Melissa Benoit a cop. <laughs> just just to so show you guys, we haven't changed that much. But <laughs> but yeah, so I'm hoping this is going to be uh, pretty good. Uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be good. Uh, next, which is the really off the wall one, uh, Creature Commandos. I had to go look this up because I thought I, I knew what it was and I was kind of right what I thought it was. So basically it's like Frankenstein and a vampire and a wolfman and the bride of Frankenstein and like they're all handos. Yep. Like it's wild. So I mean sure, I I'll watch it. I think this might just be James Gunn's way of going, remember that dark universe you guys tried to do and failed miserably at? I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, like, you almost sort of see the genres that he's going to do, right? You've got you've got traditional superhero stuff, you got the Game of Thrones style, you got, you got what looks like to be a cop show, you got the ecological thing, and now you've got horror. So, so we're trying to hit all the Booster Gold's probably some sort of comedy you greatest american heroes is a great analogy um this is the horror this is the horror movie yeah which is one of the things we loved about marvel yep every one of them was kind of just taking a genre that you know and putting superheroes in it and mm -hmm. so doing that with this i think it'd be pretty cool i don't remember if this was supposed to be a series or a movie uh let me see if i can find it um okay yeah uh it's animation will lead into live action and back into animation cool which is interesting so all right it's got to be a series he says it's a way to tell stories that are gigantic and huge without spending 50 million an episode so but hmm. uh, there you go all right uh, yes uh, military superhumans including a human leader a werewolf a vampire frankenstein's monster and a gorgon and this is why I said the Suicide Squad still exists because Gunn said that Weasel from his Suicide Squad is going to be on the show. That's so, interesting. Yeah, so you get Weasel in there for comedy relief. Uh, he'll probably just die every episode and come back at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, it, it'd be fun. I mean, I, I like monsters, so it'd be interesting. Uh, and then lastly, we have. Uh, Waller, which is uh, about Amanda Waller, and I believe they said they're bringing back the same actor, so uh, actress, 
Uh, yeah, we're using the same actors as a continuation of Peacemaker, is what he's saying. So again, that's where I said Peacemaker still exists too in this universe. Uh, he said, I'm working on Superman, so we can't do Peacemaker season two. We're working on Waller in between. So maybe after this is done, we get uh, Peacemaker season two with John Cena, which again was an amazing freaking series. So funny. So good. So I, I'm all for it. I mean, yeah. you get Gunn bringing back Peacemaker after he gets done with this first quote unquote phase. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for it, and I I like the Amanda Waller character. It's mm-hmm. it's funny because you really only see her in the Suicide Squad, and then you see her like or you see of her a little bit in Peacemaker, but she's always just that one in the background who you know she's a dirty character who wants control over all this shit, and she's mm-hmm. always failing miserably because they're always want they want up like turning on her and doing their own thing. Like Suicide Squad was perfect, you know. Um so I, I want to see more of her. And uh I forget she's a, a pretty famous fucking actress too. I forget the woman who played her. Um but she's been in a she's been in both Suicide Squad movies and she showed up at Peacemaker. And uh she's really good. I like her a lot. I've seen her you're probably looking her up, right? Uh, Viola Davis. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So she she's awesome. So and she, after seeing Waller on one of the Batman animated series or on the Justice League animated series, she fit the role perfectly when she showed up in Suicide Squad. So yeah, I think it'd be cool. I mean, they bring her back to this and have a fun little series about her trying to pull the strings in the background. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Uh, any thoughts on Waller? Or No, I, I think this would be great. I, if you can make Waller in between Superman, you can make Peacekeeper season, Peacemaker Season 2. Um, you just can, I think. Uh, maybe you can't. Uh, but it's so well done and it's so funny. Um, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, you, I mean, Cole Cena having cameo with Waller. Like, yeah. You, you know, just to set up season two. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be, there should, there should be a peacemaker cameo in all of these things. Like there is a Stanley cameo in all the Marvel movies. That would be funny as shit. That would be funny. Cena will do it too. You, you, yeah. know, you know he loves this shit. And he loves playing Peacemaker. So like like once they gave him his own series and he really got to embody all that shit, he was having a blast. Yeah. So yeah. So overall I think it's gonna be cool. Um the last thing I had on this that I liked was um they said that there are some rules that the two of them are going to abide by in creating this universe. It says anyone cast on the DC TV side as a character will also respectively play that character on the film side. So no more. Should have done that. Yeah. yeah. Should have done that with uh, the Flash. Flash, right? Yeah. So no more of that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and he also said no one actor will play two parts. 
So Momoa is Aquaman going forward, not Lobo, because there was a petition for uh, Momoa to play Lobo. Yeah, that I would think be cool. He would have been a great Lobo. He would have been great. Yeah. I think it would have been awesome. But fair enough. You're not going to yeah. have to, uh, which obviously I uh, the only one that I can think of right now outside of uh, Chris Evans playing well, all right. Yeah, Chris Evans played the Human Torch, and then he played um, Captain America. Those are two separate universes, two separate companies. Mm-hmm. Again, you had the same thing happen with um, James Brolin played yep. Thanos, and then he played Cable. Yep. Again, at the time, it was two separate universes, two separate companies. The funny part about that is because Deadpool being Deadpool, he actually calls him Thanos in the movie. It's funny, you know. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds played uh, Deadpool, uh, played Green Lantern and Deadpool. Yep. Um, oh, uh, Michael B. Johnson, uh, Michael B. Jordan did it in Fantastic Four and in Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Right. He's the he's the human torch in the second fit. The shittiest of, of Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who else? Is there anybody else? I don't know, but it's happened a few times. Oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was uh, Daredevil and Batman. Yeah. yeah. Now those, I, I don't mind so much. Like that one and the uh, Ryan Reynolds one, I don't mind so much because it's two completely different universes. Yeah. The other ones, like with Brolin and whatever, those were both Marvel movies, but they were two different companies. Now, the issue is Fox has been bought out by Disney, so they're ignoring all those other movies because they have to. Again, except for Deadpool, because Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. You know, he, he can make those jokes. But they're going to ignore everything else that came before, so you're not going to reference Michael B. Jordan being human towards. He's, he's right. the market. Yeah. So, but I do like, again, I think Momoa would have been an awesome Lobo. Especially like just his personality, his look, yeah, CGI a little bit of that, almost like a Thanos type of thing, into the white, long-haired Lobo. Yeah. But here's my question: Momo is awesome. He's a good Aquaman. I like I like how he's how he plays the character. I like that it's not blonde hair, blue eyed Arthur Curry. I, right. Yeah, here. I like this take better than the comic book version. Me too. But why, Momo, why is he the only one that stays? Now, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just asking the question. Like, why, why Momoa yeah. as Aquaman and not Henry Cavill as Superman? Not, I don't love Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, and ironically, flip side, I, he was my favorite one. Um, I liked Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Like, why, why not her? Why? Why Momoa? Yeah, yeah. I and that that I don't know. Um, again, I'm hoping maybe he's pulling the wool over some people's eyes for a little while while he maybe puts his shit up. I doubt it, but I mean, I was kind of hoping because I really, like I said, I really like Cavill, and I don't think he was given his fair due to be able to play Superman, not the real Superman. You know, right. 
he played a great Superman, and he embodied he embodied he embodied the character they gave him. But to me, he also looked like he could embody the actual comic book Superman. Yep. And to not give him that shot is kind of a disservice to the fans and to him. So, yep. but I, I don't know who the fuck you get. Uh, like you said, the uh, the one guy from uh, um, Top Gun. Maverick. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't know. Overall, uh, I like the slate he's announced. Uh, I want to see more cool things coming pretty soon. Hopefully, we'll get some more announcements. And, you know, maybe we'll have a couple of conventions coming up that we can get something else out of this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, overall, I, I, I like the slate. I don't think there's anything on here that I'm completely not interested in. I mean, possibly Swamp Thing, just because I never really grew up reading it. And yep. so I might not watch that one. But outside of that, I think everything else I'm pretty much down for. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm certainly interested. Um, I doubt I'll watch. I, I can't see myself getting super into Swamp Thing. But, but again, I love DC. I think they've got a, they have the most iconic characters. And so it's interesting that they're not doing all of the icons right away. Um, they're going deep in in the the sort of backlog of characters. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like, right? The authority and creature commandos and all that stuff. Um, I hope they get in these universe stories. I hope they get super deep. I hope they do in lanterns. I hope they do the eyeball and the planet one and the whatevers. I get weird. I hope that in um, brave and bold they bring in nightwing and and the other of the sort of batman family um i hope they do all that stuff yeah me too uh, i've got faith in them I mean, you know we'll see we got, we got a long way to go but i got faith in them right now uh but now speaking on the other side of things where uh we already know we have faith in kevin foggy we got a handful of Marvel shit coming up. Um, I dropped a few things on there. I just want to see if you have any kind of thoughts or expectations or where you hope they take any of these. Like, you have Ant-Man Quantumania coming up, uh, Secret Invasion, Kang Dynasty, Armor Wars, Deadpool 3, and then you know, the Mutants, X-Men, Fantastic Four, first real appearances and not just uh, a cameo in Doctor Strange? Yeah. What are your thoughts on any of those? Yes. I, I want it all. I want uh, I, I want Secret Invasion because the idea of the Skrulls is really cool um, and that Skrulls have been living here and and right masquerading as people and, and who's a Skrull and who isn't that was very cool. The comic? Uh, did you read the comic series? So that one blew my mind because when they revealed how long different scrolls were acting as different heroes, at different points in time they were they had taken over, and then those heroes were rescued, right? Like that whole concept blew my mind, right? You know, yeah. oh, oh, this person you've been following for so long. I wanna see how much of that they can actually work into the MCU mm -hmm. now. Because you have like, all right, we know 
spoiler alert for Spider-Man, um, you know that at the end of the one with Mysterio, Nick Fury and Maria Hill will reveal to actually be uh, Talos and mm-hmm. other one, right? Uh, the scroll, the two scrolls, and uh, Nick Fury is out in space with sword, right? So he's dealing with what's going to happen with the secret invasion. So that's coming up after that. the The idea is like the rumor among the fans is Talos has been there for a while. Doesn't always make sense. Right, because there are times where Nick Fury's in there that, in that movie, in this in Spider-Man: Far From Home, you can clearly see that Nick Fury. There are times where he doesn't quite act like Nick Fury, and then it makes sense at the end in the post-credit scene when you realize, yep. oh, he's not fucking Nick Fury. <coughs> There's something uh, Nick Fury says. I think in Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's in Captain Marvel when they're dealing with the whole scrolls and everything, and she says, "Well, how you know." tell me something about you that only you would know or whatever. And he's like, uh, he says, I, I hate eating sandwiches cut diagonally. Do you remember that? Not necessarily, but yeah, he, he says, he says, I hate eating sandwiches cut diagonally. Right now that was set in the eighties in age of Ultron. While Nick Fury is talking to the Avengers, he's making a sandwich. He cuts it diagonally. Oh, is that right? Yes. So how far back have they actually been plotting these little things? Right. You know, because, and then for that, was maybe Nick Fury, anytime he leaves, then Talos comes in and steps in for him for a little while? Because that would make more sense to me. Like, if he has to go off planet to work with the sword thing, he leaves Talos behind to work with the Avengers and do whatever and cover for him. Because there are moments in between leading up to the reveal that he's off-world that it makes more sense for it to actually be Nick Fury, you know, than, than Talos. Yeah. So I, I want to see how in-depth they get into that. But this secret evasion is a way to do all kinds of little stories, like things that didn't quite fit in where they, you know, they can kind of, massage it because oh well that was actually a scroll and yeah Yeah. this person had been stuck it's a definitely a way to bring back tony stark yeah which would be like mind-blowing i think i don't know if i would do it there i think it would be cool depending on how because it would have to be a really huge entrance yeah but to have something like that happen where you know, it was actually the scroll Tony that the dime himself. Yeah. yeah. So that would be crazy. It, it could be, yeah, people would go nuts. Yeah. If Robert Downey Jr. came back, yeah. I, I think he would. I, I think he would. I think I've heard him say he would, depending on the story. So we'll see. Um, the Armor Wars story is very cool um, that, that Stark Tech falls in the wrong hands and they have this thing that that you put on because there's various bad guys that have uh some kind of start tech in their in their gear um so that would be cool um x-men fantastic four obviously went to them um i just like ryan reynolds as deadpool so i want more deadpool yeah i love that and obviously we know we're getting hugh jackman back as wolverine which i'm still uh that's going to be amazing 
uh, the two of them are just having so much fun fucking with each other that it's going to be epic. Uh, and uh, he's been working his ass off to get back into Logan shape, so this should be cool. Uh, and they and they the only thing they've said about it is they are not fucking with the ending of Logan at all. So that stands. So this is probably going to have something to do with Cable's time travel thing. And he plucks him out of time somewhere before that. So it should be interesting. Uh, I, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I, I want to start meeting more of the mutants. I know there was that rumor where they were going to start sprinkling them in there. And I know we dealt with some things in the different series where you saw uh, like Madripoor or whatever, you know, and uh, they actually reveal that Miss Marvel is a mutant in Miss Marvel. Uh, so, which is different. Yep. But uh, so they at least that's the first mention of mutation that they've had. So it's a start. You know, I just I really wish I, and I know Kevin Feige came out and said it's going to be a while because already, we already had these plans. But he's been so good at like moving shit around and doing things that he can get little things in there and build this pretty quickly so that hopefully because you know that's what the fans want like you know, I mean, come on you fucking, we've known you bought Fox a while ago now like step up the pace do something you know make some moves I really want to see the X-Men I want to see who they're going to get to play Wolverine again I want to see what version of the X-Men we're going to get I mean, I would love to see a live-action version of the X-Men 93 team, you know, or, like, back right when that cartoon was coming out, they had X-Men Blue and Gold were teams in the X-Men book, and it was, like, one was led by Cyclops, one was led by Storm, right? But that was, like, for me, that was one of the biggest uh, classic groups of X-Men, right? Because you had uh, Cyclops and Beast and Jean Grey and Iceman still, but then you also had Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Angel, yeah, Angel, right? You had a whole bunch of them in there. Uh, they threw Bishop in there, you know. So there was yeah. a whole bunch of them in there that like, Gambit came around then, mm-hmm. Storm. Those guys, you can build a nice team of like ten mutants. Rogue, yeah, Rogue, yeah. You and you can really do something cool with. An MCU version of the X Men. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm just. It's just the start of the year, and I know, you know we just got done talking two weeks ago about how much cool shit is coming. That I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. <laughs> I want. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah. So you have anything else on any of this shit? No. Um... There's a lot of stuff to look forward to. It's a good time to be a comic geek um, in in all of these genres. So yeah, bring it. Hurry up, James. Yeah, let's go. Hurry up. <laughs> all right. Um, on that note, uh, again, uh, if you have not watched uh, The Last of Us, I just started it. Watch that. Uh, Tulsa King, uh, the Sylvester Stallone about the mafia guy. That's another good one. Go, you guys go watch that. Uh, reading, if you're not re- if you're looking for something to read, Stephen King's got a, a book, Fairy Tale, that I'm reading now. That's really cool. Oh, right. I haven't even gotten into like the meat of it, but it's really interesting. So, 
and Heather bought it for me for Christmas. I told her that. And uh, she was like, you're going to like this one because like, she read it. And she's like, you're going to really like this one. So, uh, yeah, it should be cool. Um, all right. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, we'll see if we can get back next week. We'll, uh, if not, we'll see you in two weeks. Right. We'll, we'll go with that promise for now, at, at least every two weeks. If we can do every week, great. If not, we'll do every two weeks. All right. Uh, in that case, we will catch you shortly. And uh, that's it. Have fun. Go do something geeky. All right. I uh, don't have a good night. Uh, good night. Well, I used to say good night, Tony. But hey, you know what? I know Christopher's listening out in Germany. So good night, Christopher. Good night. Good night. Henry Cavill is Superman forever. Mm. Damn. See, we miss you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs>